The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It seems more and more high-stakes decisions are ending up in my hands. Aon's advanced analytics and expert insights put things in the right context. It's the gut check I need to stay on top of it all. Better decisions. Aon. We are panel to scream. Welcome to Panel to Screen. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? I'm doing Fantastamundo. Ah, good. Fantastamundo is good. Uh, and yeah, man, we're back. It seems like it's been a minute since we've done a uh, Panel to Screen episode, yeah? Yeah, it's been far too long. Uh, which, I mean, it's not like there's been a glut of movies. I guess there's been a glut of superhero movies. Not, not a glut, I mean a, a, a drought of superhero movies. This is the first one that's been out in several months <laughs> the exact the exact opposite of a, of a glut to some extent yeah uh yeah man this is a this this is the one man this is the one to the one to the two this is venom the tom hardy uh led movie about the alien symbiote from an alternate dimension and or planet depending on which origin story they want to eventually go to but at the or moment comet yeah it just depends on how they want to do it regardless that is the character we'll be talking about in the movie we'll be talking about today. But before we get into it, first of all, of course, spoilers. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoilers! Here there be spoilers, and ye been warned. All right, so, Bell, let's start off with Venom in terms of just the comic book character himself. When when did you first, like, learn of Venom? Did, are you a Venom fan? When did you get into Venom? All that kind of good stuff. I, like most other kid my age who watched cartoons, uh, learned about Venom through the 90s Spider-Man, or I guess, was it, yeah, it was 90s. It was definitely 90s. Yeah, the 90s Spider-Man animated series. Oh, man, we are Venom. Man, that was, it was a game changer for that series. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, huge. It's like already a great series, but there was something about Venom and the way that he appeared in that series, and I think that it's probably true for a lot of comic book fans as well. There was just something so cool about him. Like, I, I, I was actually talking to, uh, I can't remember if my wife or my kids or just my family the other day, uh, going into this movie and thinking back to it. And it was like the one or maybe the first time or maybe the only time that I really like, when I was a kid anyway, pretended to be Venom. Like, I always pretended to be the hero except when Venom came around because he was just so, like, the tongue was everywhere and he had that whole, like mixed personality thing and just the costume was was cool the teeth yeah the eyes yeah the muscles i mean come on who, who doesn't want to be like yoked <laughs> conceptually dude guy venom is incredible and of course there is the deep spider-man connection as well i remember the biggest threatening aspect of venom was not only did he know that spider-man was in fact peter parker but because they had this biological connection with the symbiote originally attaching to Peter Parker and then eventually going to Eddie Brock, he, he could get around, you know, 
Spider-Man Spidey sense. Like he could, he was one of the few, if not only people that could sneak up on Spider-Man. Yeah. And that like, that was just huge right there. Absolutely. Like there was this one scene in the cartoon where Peter is like swinging around New York city and he's almost got like this, like PTSD, just like looking over his shoulder everywhere. And you know, Venom's not even there, but he's just so afraid of the fact that he could be there because he's been so reliant upon his Spidey sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that episode uh, just vaguely, but yeah, that was really neat. Where uh, you know the the whole the whole uh, black suit saga on the on the cartoon was great. Yeah, well, uh, man, yeah. For me, that's why going into this movie, I was extremely apprehensive. The concept of doing a Venom story with no Spider Man was something that I was not looking forward to getting into. In fact, I honestly had to drag my feet to go out and see this movie. So my girlfriend really likes Tom Hardy, and so. Uh, we were going to go see this. <laughs> so I, I was kind of reluctant at first when I heard some of the reviews. And then I, then I saw some uh, headlines because I usually don't read review articles, uh, even if they're non-spoilery before going into uh, the movie. Just I don't want to have any sort of preconceived notions or whatnot. But uh, I saw a couple that were like, you know, is Venom so bad it's good? You know, is it, you know, is it so dumb it's fun? all these different kinds of things. And I was kind of like, all right, well, you know, whatever, I'm just going to go in there and just not really expect anything and see what happens. And, uh, yeah. So I didn't have to drag my feet to go into the theater, but I was kind of reluctant. Well, fortunately I actually went to, went to go see it when I was having a really bad day. And I was of that same mindset as well. Let's just go in here and see what happens. And I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised. You know, I was too. I, I, I came out of the movie thinking, Hey, yeah, you know, that, that wasn't a bad way to, you know, I got to eat some fries and drink some beer in the movie theater and uh, <laughs> watch watch this crazy relationship between Tom Hardy and, and an alien. It, it was it was a it was a fun, dumb movie, right? I mean, like it was a yeah. fun, dumb movie. Yeah, the, the beginning, it, it took a while to get to that fun, dumb stuff, uh, which was kind of a drag. A little but slow. Like, That's right. Yep. Yeah. The, the beginning of it was really slow. Uh, I, I kind of wish they had just, you know, done the whole, yeah, there's this comet thing. We found the aliens and now we're testing them as opposed to the whole, you know, spaceship thing, whatever. I I wish they kind of like cut off the first 30 minutes and just started with the symbiote. I don't know. Well, to some extent it's kind of hard to right? like the way that I walked out of this was, you know what, if, if there was a universe in which venom, the venom symbiote came to earth, there was no Spider-Man which means there's no like vendetta that Eddie Brock has against Peter Parker, Spider-Man. There's no vendetta that the symbiote has against Peter, Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I can see events playing out somewhat similarly to what we got. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if it's canon or whatnot, but the venom symbiote. Well, yeah, but I I know there's a lot, there's lots of symbiotes and that the symbiotes do want to come and like eat other planets. And for some reason, venom, turned against them at some point all right so yeah we'll, we'll get to the dumb parts of it in just a minute um but but first first let's, let's just talk about the visuals i mean venom realized on screen i think so i, th- I think i think it worked a whole lot better than Topher graces i'll tell you that much it was interesting because they actually they blended i thought a couple of different iterations of venom or at least the style that we've seen like i want to say it was the venom when he first appeared in the ultimate universe where he had kind of that blue kind of veiny uh, look, you know, or like where there's this kind of constantly like almost these cords that kind of make up the suit. 
sort of carnage from the 90s Spider-Man show. A little bit, a little bit. Now, I'm talking specifically when he's just the symbiote, not actually connected with anybody. Although, you know what? Actually, that was that was true even when he was connected with Eddie. I do believe he had kind of the 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 blue veiny stuff that was going on. Uh, and so, I don't think he... Well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I guess I just mean like... I don't mean veiny in terms of like later when he's got kind of the white, like literal veins going through him. But it's almost like the these like cables, these cylindrical... Man, I, I don't even know exactly how to define it, other than to say that I looked at what the Venom symbiote was, and then also what he would later become when he was on Eddie, and I was like, yeah, I can definitely see the comic book inspiration. I've seen Venom depicted in panels in this fashion. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Now, ultimately, Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock without Spider-Man is kind of a hard character to get behind. I feel like if there was the Spider-Man aspect of this, even if it was like, Tom Holland or 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 Spider-Man in a minor role to just kind of get things going would have helped the energy early on. Like, let me pitch this to you. If if they had waited until post Avengers 4 and had Spidey come back from Titan with some sort of alien thing attached to him and that's the way Venom gets to Earth, even if you don't really fully ever see Spider-Man or Tom Holland, then there's a little bit more energy early on. You know what I mean? I just don't think there's Spider-Man was like ever in the cards for this movie from the get go. Like I, you know, it, it from a, uh, you know, Marvel not letting them do a Spider-Man movie to break their continuity, uh, unless it was set, you know, before yeah. the snap, uh, Marvel not wanting to license them. Well, I mean, Sony owns it, but like them not wanting to have to make a deal with Marvel to get Marvel's creative input and Tom Holland and stuff to do that stuff. I mean, I, I get it. Like here's here's my justification, right? <clears throat> so then the reason why I kind of like this representation of Eddie is uh, they talk about New York and how Eddie basically got ran out of town because he did some sort of expose. Interesting. They got him in trouble, right? Yep. So uh, an easy way to sort of you know retcon that and segue Spider Man in it would be for him to kind of like go back and look because that's the thing is like you know Eddie blames Spider Man for losing his job although it really wasn't Spider Man's fault he just blames him for it you know. Uh, I, I think that could have been a way, maybe a nod for them to put in there and be like, yeah, well, you know, uh, we'd still be in New York if it wasn't for that punk kid or something like that. Interesting. Uh, huh. You know, because because I, I do like this interpretation of Eddie because, like, you know, he he he's this cocksure kind of like, I'm going to do the right thing even though it's really stupid to do what I'm doing. Uh, and that kind of gives me the you know, idea that he would be the same kind of boat where he would blame Spider-Man for something that was his own fault. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I wasn't too, you know, the Spider-Man presence or the, I guess the absence was definitely noted, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a huge turnoff for me on the character of Eddie Brock. Yeah. And like you say, they, they did to some extent leave it open to fold in. However, given the success, the financial success of the movie, I would not be surprised if we could see the beginning of what will essentially be, the Marvel dark universe um, with kind of venom at the head, you know, with the, with the characters that Sony has, they've got Morbius. um, They've got Prowler. They've got a lot of different characters that they could play around with, with a little bit more of kind of a darker tone. So I don't want them to go dark. I don't want them to do that either. I'm just saying that I would not be surprised if that's not the direction they go in, but I know but they would, they would just, they would, miss all the uh, all the messages that they learned from this movie or all the, all the things they learned from this movie Oof. and it was the goofiness 
and the self, you know, actualization, the self-realization uh, <laughs> of how goofy stuff was that made it work, that, that made it fun. I, I did and, like the Venom going, oh, like the sweet moment. <laughs> I know, yeah, like like the, the Venom Eddie Brock sort of like, you know, bromance. Like it's, it's a buddy comedy is what this movie works as, not like some dark, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like just, just sort of like a... a you know, a, a dark comedy kind of thing where, yeah, he eats people and that's bad, but it's he does it in a funny way. <laughs> and so it's good. <laughs> you know, it actually it, it actually works really well. Yeah, it, it does. It does. It does. And if they and if they try to, like, bring in all these other characters, unless they have that same sort of like, you know, ironic vibe to them, which I don't know if a lot of those characters do. I mean, maybe maybe they do. Uh, maybe, maybe you can, like, make them work in that sort of style. But I think that's what's really that what really made this film entertaining to me was the fact that they went that sort of like ironic, sort of funny, funny route. I would go see another Venom movie. Yeah. Uh, so long as they fix their pacing stuff at the beginning and and you know solidify the the story, which didn't didn't really exist <laughs> in this movie. Gosh, yeah. Uh, I would go see another one because I I, I liked Venom and Eddie Brock. So, so I mean, we we didn't generally when we do reviews, we kind of go through the characters. But admittedly, a lot of these characters were fairly forget forgettable. Um, you know, I, I liked Michelle Williams as Annie. I, you know, thought it was kind of cool how they ended up, you know, bringing She Venom into the yeah, story. Yeah, that was super neat. That was su- like give her a symbiote too. Why the hell not? <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that uh, happening again. I think that was a that was a fan favorite moment to be sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, Carlton Drake, aka Riot, um, as the villain, kind of forgettable. Uh, ultimately, it, you know, both actually Carlton Drake and Riot are both kind of forgettable villains. Um, for me, I, I, I don't know what you think. Yeah, I didn't even know what his name was. Honestly, when you said Carlton Drake, I was like Carlton Drake, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Dora Skirth. Um, you know, Jenny Slate, great actress, great to see her, but um, kind of forgettable. Uh, Reed Scott, who played Dan Lewis, I actually really like Dan Lewis. Like as the, um, I got a lot of Ant Man vibes. I actually, got a lot of Ant Man vibes throughout this movie, um, but especially the uh, the whole like, you know, the the new fiance versus the old fiance. But like, he's not like a jerk. You know what I mean? Like, there's kind of a decent relationship there. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I kind of got that same sort of thing. Although it looks like they're not going the the Ant Man route and respecting that distance in the relationship. They're looks like they're going to try to get them back together sort of thing. Right. Um, which, you know, it's fine if they, if they make it interesting, but you know, I, that's one thing I really, really did like about Ant-Man is that that is a divorced couple who are still able to co-parent and like maintain a, you know, amicable Funch- yeah, functioning, functioning relationship. relationship. Yeah. 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 And so who knows, who knows what we'll see that. But I, I do agree. I think, uh, the doctor was a, was a pretty funny character. Yeah. I liked him a lot. He was, uh, he was, he was likable and the, typically the new boyfriend is like a non likable character. So it was kind of interesting yeah. <laughs> the way they, they created that. Um, but yeah, so I mean like, that's the thing. Ultimately, like the characters were, were, were a little bit forgettable. The, uh, the, the plot line itself, I think that's really what it comes down to what hurts the movie though. It's not the characters, it's the plot and the characters don't necessarily exist with too much agency, uh, with rare exception. Like to some extent, it's it's about the weird plot that just kind of forces everybody to do stuff. Like well, there for, was no plot. Well, so that's the what thing, was the right? Story. That's the thing. So <laughs> Venom is sent with these guys to come, and they're going to invade Earth. But he defects because Eddie. But we don't really know what about Eddie has made him change his mind. Because Eddie's a loser, and so is Venom. And so that's why he's going to like betray his entire people and planet. 
Because he likes, yeah, he likes Earth. Yeah, but like, but then he dies. He he's gonna he theoretically sacrifices himself to save it. But I didn't think that he got that connected to Earth. Well, you know, he's up at the top of the of the roof, and he's like, "Oh, the city is beautiful. It's a lot more beautiful than I thought it was." And that's the thing. Like, you know, he's talking about, you know, uh, uh, you know, we got to go fight these guys. And he's like, well, you know, why did you choose me? Why are you keeping me alive? He's like, I like you, Eddie. He's like, you're you're like me. I'm kind of a loser on my on my world, and so are you. And so, you know, if somehow whatever Venom learns the value of humanity and of not eating yeah. everything. I think the somehow that you mentioned is kind of my problem with that. <laughs> well, like I, what I'm saying is like, what, what is the, what is the plot of this movie? Like, what are they trying to do? What's the goal? Like where, you know, what's the beginning, middle and end? It's just really not one. It's no. like the thing crashes. They do tests on people. Eddie Brock gets infected. They try to get Eddie Brock back. And then they try uh, uh, the, the one symbiote gets onto uh Riz Ahmed's character and tries to go back into space. Right. And they, and they beat him. Like there, there's no, there's no plot. There's no goal. It's, it's just, it, yeah, the story and the plot was just not a strong suit of this movie, which is shocking for me as to why I still enjoyed it. <laughs> well, so that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, there's other things too, right? There's inconsistencies with the power set, like, you know, oh, fire hurts him, but I'm going to be this close to the the thing and it doesn't hurt me. And oh, the reverb, the noise hurts. Like in, in the comic or not, in the, I don't know if this isn't from the comics, but definitely in the cartoon when Venom is fighting Spidey, like they go to the uh to like they're at a rocket ship and he has to like the the rocket ship blast it's not the fire it's actually the the shake the the vibrations yeah. that actually knock off the the symbiote and Peter is able to trap it to the rocket ship that way so the idea that like oh you know these vibrations hurt but then they don't hurt but then they do hurt but they only hurt if they do it this certain way I don't know I just thought that was kind of weird. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's the thing when you when you run fast and loose with the plot, you kind of just make things work for the plot and you break your own rules that you set in the previous scene because it works easier if you do that. It's like a full on just because. Yeah. Yeah. So but 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 like you say, despite all these issues, it's a crazy enjoyable film. I really enjoyed it. You really enjoyed it. A lot of people clearly enjoyed it. There's a huge, huge separation of critic versus fan review on Rotten Tomatoes. Wait, there's what now? Like, there's a there's a huge separation. Critics absolutely destroyed this movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Fans absolutely love this movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, audience score eighty eight percent, tomato meter thirty one percent. Yeah. So, where do you think this is well, coming that, from? But, well, because that's the thing. Critically, it's a terrible movie. Like, and, like, like everything we've talked about. There's no plot. Like, it, it's it's not a cohesive story. Uh, nothing. None, none of the none of Venom's motivations really make sense. Uh. But it, despite all of that, it's still fun. Yeah, and like that's that's what critics that's what critics aren't really looking for, right? Critics are looking for like structure. They're looking for plot. They're looking for story. You know, all that kind of stuff. And so this movie provides none of that. <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's exactly right. Um, and you know, I, I thought about it after the fact because I was thinking like, why did I really enjoy this? But like Jurassic World: The Fallen Kingdom, I really hated. I mean, when it all comes down to it, that that movie's just really bad. They're both dumb movies. But one of them I enjoyed and one of my one of them I didn't. And I think it's because when I go to a Jurassic movie, I expect more. Like I expect more from that franchise. And when I was walking into the Venom movie, especially a Venom movie that is devoid of Spider-Man and devoid and by Sony. And by Sony and devoid <laughs> of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm almost I'm not really looking for much. I just want to see Eddie Brock become Venom and then do some crazy stuff. 
and I saw that. So I was satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I fully agree. I mean, it's, I, I don't agree with you at all about Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. You know, everything after the first Jurassic Park is garbage. There, I said it. But that's what uh, I'm saying, right? Like, it's garbage because you expect more from a Jurassic Park franchise. Yes, because the first film was gold and everything after that was just a chance to make more money. You're proving my point for me. So that, that's that's my point. So because you kind of hold it in that regard, when it doesn't do that, then you're upset. But if if because you don't want it to be a dumb you know, monster chase movie. You want it to be something special. And with Venom, I don't think anybody's, any fan has really come to this looking for something special. They just want to see Venom. Well, uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I think like, had this movie not had those, those funny quirky moments in the, in the relationship between Eddie and Venom, had that not been, you know, there and pronounced, I wouldn't have liked this movie. There, there are those little things about it that that's good. Yeah, brought yeah. it That brought it up. Right. So it's, it's not just, uh, it's, it's, it's more than that, right? Like, so it, you know, with, with other movies, it's, it's one thing, you know, if you have a clunky plot and you try hard to like do things and it doesn't work in this movie, those things worked. The, you know, the, the, the venom was like, <laughs> when Eddie's sitting there like, yeah, you know, you try having an alien up your butt all day, uh, you know, and, and <laughs> stuff like that. And like, you know, venom in, in, he's like, can we eat that guy? And he's like, no, you can't eat that guy. And you know, stuff like that. And he's just going, you know, and when he's in his head and he's just kind of going crazy and he's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the voice and yeah, it's just all, all of those different things. Like uh, Tom Hardy made work for me and it made the venom, like the venom Tom Hardy relationship is all I really cared about in the film. Yes. Everything else is just kind of boring and not there. And, uh, and, and so that's, that's what I want Sony to take away from that is not that let's make a boring movie, but just put funny stuff in it with venom and Tom Hardy for the next one. You know, they need to like strip out the boring stuff and just, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, get get somebody to write a good story and use utilize the charm that Tom Hardy brought to the Eddie Venom relationship and really kind of focus on that more so than anything else. And I think you got something. You're you you're, yeah. got components for something that is surprisingly workable. Yeah, you you got like, you know, uh, an upper tier Marvel movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, I I don't know that I'm going with you on that, but I think you've got something that's workable. <laughs> that's that's what I'm gonna say to that. What'd you think yeah. about the big reveal at the you know post credits scene? Okay, so first off, I knew it was coming at some point. I didn't think it was gonna be a post credit scene. I knew it was coming. I was blown away when it was Woody freaking Harrelson. That <laughs> was guy playing Cletus Katsky. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had that spoiled for me, so I was kind of disappointed. But Oh uh, really? Yeah. I mean, well not disappointed, but I was disappointed that I had that spoiled for me. But yeah, yeah. Oh man, the hair, the, <laughs> yeah, uh, just, I, I, that's, that's, that's another reason too. Why I'm super excited. I, I cannot wait to see, uh, <laughs> freaking, uh, I just forgot his name. Carnage. Woody, Woody Harrelson. Oh, I, I cannot yeah. wait to see Woody Harrelson as carnage. Cannot wait to see that. That's going to be great. And I think, you know, seeing the, the carnage, uh, Cletus Kadsky, you know, relationship and then the Eddie Brock Venom relationship and then the relationship between those, you know, those two or those four entities, I guess, like that's just going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and so I am excited for that. I think that's going to be good because I think we, now that we have, you know, it's a problem with all these origin movies. You got to come up with some kind of origin. They wasted so much time on this boring origin story that doesn't really matter. Why are people here at this movie? They want to see Venom. They want to see the symbiote. Right. They want to see Eddie Brock. That's right. And the movie didn't 
really click for me until we started seeing that stuff. Same, same thing, same thing. The, the, the reason why a Venom origin story devoid of Spider-Man doesn't work is because of Venom's story, origin story devoid of Spider-Man just doesn't work. Like that's just truth. But Venom yeah. as a character is interesting and Tom Hardy and that dynamic is interesting. And so the getting things started off early on with that, I think will be good. The carnage aspect of things, you know, um, hopefully there will be a direct lineage where it'll be a product of Ven- Venom, like he is dealing with his his child symbiote, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what ends up happening there. I hope they don't call it Maximum Carnage because that's such an iconic name. And I feel like if you're going to do a Maximum Carnage story, I really want Black Cat. I really want Spider-Man. I don't want just want it to be a Venom Carnage deal. Well, it wouldn't. Yeah. With Maximum Carnage, you have to have like the four other carnage symbiotes too well i don't even know that you necessarily need that i just i I, maybe maybe but there's just more iconic characters that exist that i really would like to be in the mix but we can't have everything this is what we got how are you reviewing this movie man what do you think out of five uh out of five i'm gonna give it a solid three yeah i think that's fair I think I think a solid three. Don't expect much, and you'll really enjoy it. Get some good popcorn. You know, this is not a movie that you want to sit through without popcorn if you're going to see it in, in theaters. It's something that you can definitely eat popcorn to. Get yourself a Coke. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy your time. But it's not yeah, a, if, it's not a thinker. Like it's not something yeah, that's yeah. going to really like open your your mind or expand your your world. Yeah, and if you're going to one of those theaters where they serve you food and stuff, just like you know, eat during the first thirty minutes. You won't miss anything. And as soon as Eddie gets the symbiote, start paying attention because that's the only time that this really matters. Yeah, it's it it it's fun at the uh, from the from the midway on. It's it's a fun movie. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, good stuff. So there you go. A solid three out of five from panel to screen. And hey, uh, big shouts out to Wu who has been holding it down on the Facebook page. Can I get it? Woo 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 woo. Be sure to check out facebook.com slash panel to screen uh, where Wu is keeping you up to date with all the news, latest and greatest, and of course, providing you the Wu view as well. So uh, shouts out again to him for doing that. Uh, of course, we are rocking and rolling still on the Flash TV Talk feed and probably will for the foreseeable future. Uh, and when that changes, we will definitely let you know. But for the meantime, thank you to everybody who is tuning in here. And uh, hey, if you like The Flash, stick around for some uh, some Flash talk because we love talking some TV Flash on Flash TV Talk. <laughs> also, uh, let me see. Is there anything else you need to know? Of course, you need to follow us on the Twitters. You can follow me. I'm at the real Bo York. You can follow Bell at Ring That Bell. I spell my name B-E-A-U. He spells his name B-E-A-L-L. We make it complicated because that's the way our parents made us. And until next time, guys. For me, for Bell, for Bell's mom. Hi, mom. We hope you have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>
With so many unknowns, how do I know I'm making the right decisions? Aon helps me stay on top of things. They have expert points of view on volatility from around the world, paired with local insight that helps me get back on solid ground. Better decisions. Aon. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.